fraud, corruption, waste, corporate abuse, and other misbehaviors destroyed the organization's value. In other words, they are the silent enemy that kills the companies. The world isn't simple anymore. And on the Walden Pond podcast, your host, anti-fraud expert Vince Walden, is talking to experts about the technology and compliance trends you need to know about to keep your compliance and fraud detection programs relevant. If you're looking for insights that are practical, timely, and innovative, welcome to The Pond. Well, welcome to The Pond. I'm your host, Vincent Walden, coming to you on the Compliance Podcast Network. I'm here today with Marta Kadavid, who is CEO of No Fraud, based out of Chicago. Welcome, Marta. Hi, Vincent. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to talk about the Fraud Triangle Analytics. I'm super excited to talk and let the audience know about this interesting technology that you've developed. And for those fraud examiners and investigators out there who are interested in a cool technology around behavioral patterns and fraud triangle, Marta's got something that you're going to like to hear about. But before we get started, in typical Walden Pond fashion, I need to quote our mascot, Henry David Thoreau. And he said, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And I thought about this quote being applicable, Marta, because again, your fraud detection tool with no fraud is one that would identify perhaps potentially broken men or people. So till we build up our strong children and fraud goes away, you'll need tools like this. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We that's had to funny. anticipate human behaviors. That's right. Before we get started, I always like to have my audience learn a little bit about your background and how you got to be CEO at No Fraud. So can you give us a little bit about your background? Yes, of course. So I am a fraud fighter. I have my bachelor degree in accountant and a master degree in finance. And I am certified fraud examiner, anti-money laundering specialist and certified human trafficking investigator. And also, I am an international speaker and ethics advocate. I am a co-founder of No Fraud with my colleague, Julian Rios, who also is a certified fraud examiner. And we start to work together to focus on the proactivity as uh, auditors and fraud investigators. We know for sure that fraud, corruption, waste, corporate abuse, and other misbehaviors destroyed the organization's value. In other words, they are the silent enemy that kills the companies. Our question was, how can we anticipate or be one step ahead of the employees' misbehaviors? Well, to answer that question, we thought beyond unethical behaviors, using the fraud triangle theory created by Donald Crisi to build a holistic methodology based on people, process, and technology. Well, today, we can help corporations to build value through the prediction, prevention, and detection of undesirable conduct at the workplace. Wow. You've got something that's looking for fraud triangle patterns, which for those not familiar, if you're a CFE, you're familiar, but when fraud is present, there is evidence of pressure on the individual, opportunity to commit the fraud or a weakness in control. And the hardest part, rationalization. Say what was going on in the person's head or the perpetrator's head 
that justifies why they did it. I'm dying for you to describe this to the audience. So how do you incorporate the fraud triangle, pressure, opportunity, and rationalization into your model, into a technology package to score these high-risk employees? So we have been studying the fraud triangle theory intensely for many years to understand human behavior. So we also know that 15%, 25% people will never involve in something wrong or unethical action. Unfortunately, Vincent, the large percent of people behave or act according to the moment, to the situation, to the crisis. So it means that organizations constantly deal with high and uh, permanent risks. So dishonest and criminal conduct always are revealed through red flags, which are related to pressure, opportunity, and rationalization. So what we do was to put together the fraud triangle theory with artificial intelligence, data analytics, and semantics to capture what a person writes or talks when he's thinking about something wrong in the workplace in the companies. So we create the fraud explorer. Yeah. And essentially you're monitoring patterns of keystrokes or communications from an individual to look for evidence and matching them against pre-configured terms or pressure opportunity and rationalization terms. So if I type out, hey, I'm under pressure or hey, I got to meet the deadline, that's kind of a pressure term. Is that that kind of describes that's kind of an example? You've got a robust library of what pressure opportunity and rationalization looks like when it's typed. Yeah, that's true. That's it. Wow. That's cool. And I understand, gosh. And again, this is not theory, guys, or folks listening. You have over 58,000 endpoints or users, terminals, being monitored with this platform, no fraud, where keystroke patterns are matched to your libraries. Can you describe how that works? Yes, and we have around 50,000 endpoints or devices, and we are counting more now which are being monitored with the Fraud Explorer deployed in Windows, Android, or Mac systems. So through the key lawyer, the software captures the first moment when an employee is typing in a corporate electronic device, such as a personal computer or laptop or tablet or cell phone. So the software analyzes the information from emails, CRM, ERPs, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Teams, Skype, or websites, and essentially everything that the organization customized to monitor. In addition, the Fraud Explorer converts voice to text from VoIP telephone plants running the same process, Vincent. So this information is compared with our extensive behavioral library to find match patterns related to a dishonest act or a criminal conduct. Now, since the Fraud Explorer works 24 hours, seven days per week, the match events are classified in real time according to the Fraud Triangle vertices, business units, endpoints, and priorities to generate a complete report to the client. So our current library has around 80,000 behavioral expressions, but we are constantly innovating 
to encompass terminology that our clients request to anticipate deviant employee behavior. Wow. So you can tell if I have 50,000 or maybe 10,000 employees in my organization, and again, it, we'll get into big brother monitoring in a minute because it's not for everybody. It's based on high risk targeted areas or areas that require monitoring, such as in financial services or in high risk industries or something. But you're able to say, you know, let's just say there's 5,000 employees on your technology. You're able to risk rank them. Show me the top 10 exhibiting the most fraud pressure, fraud triangle type terms, right? Is that, that's kind of how you report out. It's amazing. Oh, yes. No, before we deploy the Fraud Explorer, of course, we have a due diligence and fraud assessment to understand what is happening in the company. We always ask, what is your pain? So this yeah. is a methodology to deploy little by little by different phases because it's overwhelmed. In fact, we know that once we deploy the Fraud Explorer, we open something called the Pandora box because all vulnerabilities and internal controls problems are exposed, including Vincent that does rigs that never were assets of the company never expect to have. Wow. So we have been working with different kinds of industries like financial service, retail, energy, aviation, real estate, waste management, agriculture, and infrastructure. And in fact, I have some cases that are very interesting. For example, we have two officer managers working for a microloans bank talking about the intention to participate in a Ponzi scheme no. to support a money laundering operation. They didn't put that in text, did they? Or did you find that out? They didn't specifically oh, write yes. that. No, since we had the alerts, we had certain alerts that are like a priority for that organization. So yeah. Once we see the alert, we talk to the owner of the process in this bank and they take actions immediately. So these folks were talking, they weren't directly saying that, but they were exhibiting pressure. They talked about yeah. opportunity to commit the fraud, like, hey, this is a weakness in controls. Mm -hmm. And then they rationalize it. That's fantastic. And help me with this and help the audience with this, because it's a little bit like Big Brother. And again, we don't want to intrude on people's personal lives and monitor everything that they're typing. How are you managing kind of employee expectations about their own personal privacy in the context of providing this service? Well, we don't compromise corporate privacy since the Fraud Explorer is implemented with legal advice mm -hmm. to obtain the consent. Right. So we conduct rigorous due diligence to ensure the organization has the policies in place regarding privacy, okay? So we care a lot about this. Then we don't affect privacy because we follow global standards and local regulations to encrypt and manage this information. And it's the okay. same thing for the personal data. So to clarify, Vincent, that is important for your audience is the Fraud Explorer only manages the keystrokes related to the Fraud Triangle Theory that yes. match with the behavioral library, okay? So it means that the methodology doesn't capture or doesn't see or have access to company's data. So the company always control the data. We don't have access to all information that everybody is producing inside of the organizations. We only see the key stroke and 
what system, what time, the endpoints, and through the application. Wow, excellent. Well, we have time for kind of one last question, which would be, you know, I think what advice do you have for legal and compliance professionals and investigators who are wanting to kind of measurably impact or do you know, change their compliance program using tools such as yours? How do they go about it and how can they get a hold of learn more about no fraud? Okay, hey guys, I have been learning a lot about human behavior as a fraud fighter. Yeah. And to be the best, you must have the ability to handle the worst. We know that employees can be the greatest asset of the company, but also the worst enemy. So today we need to think the unthinkable, break the mold, leave the comfort zone, to understand human behavior, to reveal value in the organizations. Also, we need to admit that we need help to optimize resources, reduce losses, and attract the right talent. That's why the Fraud Explorer is the methodology that we can use to rewrite the fraud risk management. How can they uh, learn more about your platform there? Was there a website or that they can go to and learn more? Yes, of course. I invite people to check our website, nofraud.com, and also we can provide the demo and to play to understand how we build uh, this course, the library. You can try it. So we are willing to provide everything through our program. And if you allow us to do this, and also you can find me on my social media, especially in LinkedIn as a Marta Cadavid or the company is NF. Very good. Well, Marta, thank you so much for being on the show and we'll definitely keep in touch. And I encourage uh, folks to check out that website, nofraud.com and understand this technology. Uh, just knowing it is, guess I had no idea it existed. And that's pretty impressive because again, I've done research on fraud triangle analytics and pressure opportunity rationalization over emails and communications, but you've taken it to the next level. So thank you, Marta, for being on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.